God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you and the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity. You need boundaries. What? I don't need your likes. I don't need your validation. All I need is a God fighting for me that says all things, all things, all things. Child. It's your girl, SJR, and this is the Woman Evolve podcast. I am not here solo. I am here with my one and only, the Bam Bam, the Pebbles. Which one are you? I'm Bam Bam. You already sissy. The Bam Bam to my pebbles is here because I'm tired. Can I, first of all, can I say this? Can y'all please stop tagging me when stuff happens on the internet? I saw it. I saw all of the things. Everyone Everyone saw saw it. it. No one missed it. So uh, we're going to start by just saying, first of all, are you drinking your water and minding your business? No, you're not minding your business. You're not. No, you're not. No, I already know the answer to that. You're not minding your business because I've seen you tagging me, trying to bring me out. of You just like a backslider. It's not enough for you to not mind your business. You got to drag me out my business as well. Now, here we are. I'm not in my business. You're not in your business. So here we go with no business. And it's a hot mess. Um, Okay. Okay. So (sighs) should we just go into rescue Eve? You know, that's what Sarah, that's what they came here for. They came here for the rescue. But you know what? I also think that we should make them wait. Let's do that. Let's do what they came here for at the end. No. I can't we end that. Come on, Sarah. I can't end on that. You got to. Put it in the middle. Don't make it the first one. I got two of them. I got two pretty big ones. We're going to be here all day talking about these two. Let's go. Hit it. I'm going to read it, and we're going to see what happens. The love doctor got a taste of his own medicine. A relationship guru with 1.3 million Instagram followers has confessed to having multiple affairs after fans uncovered his indiscretions. Derek Jackson, who preaches healing and healthy relationships, took to Instagram Monday to confess in a video in which his wife, Denea Jackson, also appeared. Um... The truth is, Derek Jackson was involved with other women outside the marriage. He said, he said about Derek Jackson, he said he is Derek Jackson. And yet he said about himself that Derek Jackson was involved with other women outside the marriage. And uh, then he says all of it falls under the category of cheating affairs and stepping out. Uh, A lot of people took issue with this because Denea was standing by his side as God has called her to do with her bonnet. It wasn't a bonnet. It was a cap. It was a, it was a beret that looked like a bonnet. Core, can we please rescue his wife? What I would like to do. From these caps? I want to rescue her from these caps. All of them. I would like to, because a lot of people were taking. the The helmets of salvation. I apologize. A lot of people. Mm-hmm. Can Cor, why did you stop? 
because you froze. Oh no, I'm not froze. I'm froze in. Yeah, I mean, you froze on Because I froze because a lot of people were taking issue with her faith in this season. And her her breastplate of righteousness and helmet of salvation. I can't with this helmet of salvation. If if this if she see a helmet of salvation, I, I that's got to be the most raggediest helmet of salvation that she is seeing. There is no way in all of the world of Jesus, okay, Core. <laughs> that I that I would come before the people of God for the first time, okay, ladies and gentlemen. This is a premiere. One <laughs> one time for for you all. I am not coming out here looking like that. Don't you think that that's pride, though? First of all, the delegation is giggling. Victoria says, I don't even know who he is, who she is, and this is all I've seen, and I'm over it. Frederica says, the wife can be rescued if she is sent to another country. And Brandy said, not SJR. We ain't rescued him. We will send his wife to the spot in the hair salon. A lot of people were dragging her because she was standing by her man, not just because she was standing by her man, but because of how she was dressed. And don't you think that that criticism is rooted in pride because at the end of the day no matter how good looking you are you can still get cheated on right core sarah no listen that's not why they're dragging her they're dragging her because if you are going to hold this baby hand while he talk about how he cheated uh, on you your whole marriage then you need to look like you know he crazy you know, <laughs> but that's pride. No, it's not pride. It's just real because he is a social media influencer of over a million followers. At the time, he had over three, and now we've gone down. We're <laughs> dwindling down. But anyway, <laughs> that's beside the point. You don't come out looking like that for your premiere. For your husband, who is a social media influencer, whether he was cheating or not. okay, and and then I'm further confused because she said that she was on the battlefield, but he seems to be off the battlefield. He seems he seems to be discussing this as if the battle is over and it is done. And um, and the battle has been won. Y'all have healed together instead of hurting each other. And I'm trying to figure out. Is she on a different battle? Is she on a new battle? Now she's on a, is she on a battlefield with so, with the social media people of God? Like what, what is the battle? The, the battle ain't him cheating. She said that battle has been won. I'm not sure what battle she's in. I'm really just trying to rescue her from the idea that if your man cheats on you, that you're supposed to show up looking like America's next top model so that he looks crazy. Because at the end of the day, sometimes we pride ourselves on this whole, I don't look like what I've been through, but sometimes you look like what you've been through. And it's okay. Right, to- but you don't need to, though. Now, when you're listen, if he was not a social media influencer and it was been speaking as a relationship guru all over the world, then yes, they can sit here like this is their first interview and premiere on Oprah, and she can be in this bonnet beret, and um, and they can sit and hold each other's hands and act like everything is okay, and y'all 
uh, just catching up to something that's old and late. But the thing is, you don't be dressing like this for stuff that's old and late. I'm just saying, <laughs> if 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 the if the battle is won, okay, if y'all are in a better place, this ain't what he'll look like. That, thank you, Lord. See, that's what I'm saying, <laughs> sissy. This ain't what he'll look like. Okay, and so if they didn't come out with a book and it's called Healed Together, this ain't what he'll look like together. They together, this ain't what he'll look like together. <laughs> I don't think so. Artree said, I'm coming out like Diana Ross. Okay, Do she's going to hear me. Cora, what would you, Cora, what would you look like? I'm going to look like he's lost his everlasting <laughs> mind. How could he ever think one minute to leave? I'm going to look like I wear heels while I cook biscuits in the kitchen. He's going to look so foolish. You know, Frederica, you said something important. She said she shouldn't have and he shouldn't have included her in his mess. Sis has the right to stand by her man. I wouldn't, but she can. But he was trash for bringing her out after cheating. I do agree because if no one had ever seen her before, for my first debut to be about this fracture and brokenness in our marriage, that's not ideal either. That's You don't want to introduce people to your vulnerability initially. That's true. That's what I'm saying. This is what this don't look like healed together. You know what I'm saying? This was very vulnerable of her to give to us. Can we rescue uh, her? Is the question? Somebody said. I think it was Olani. She said, "Rescue her and send in a glam squad." First of all. She need to let the delegation come holler at her because we will rescue you. That. We will snatch you up and, and and get you together. She needs to look together. Sarah. She I struggle, though, with forcing her to try and look together just like for no, her. It's not a forcing. It is also. OK, this is how I feel. OK, if you are going it would Torrey let you uh, minister a Bible study in, in a bonnet. You know, a beret bonnet. A beret it, bonnet. Cool. First of all, stop calling it a beret bonnet. Would he, <laughs> would he let you leave the house in a beret bonnet when minister. Say, when you say let, I mean, if I told him this is what I feel like when I'm calling. he call encourage you to leave the house in a beret bonnet? No, but no. and that is what I'm saying. He allowed her to come out here in this beret bonnet when he knows good and full well that social media will drag you to smithereens. But what if she was like, forget him. This is what I have on. I'm not going to play the game. This nope, is where nope, I am. As, I'm as, not nope, putting on for nobody. I'm tired. As, I'm Stressed. No, as her husband, he should have said, babe, I know that you don't care what they have to say. I know that you don't don't mind coming on here looking like this. But because I love you and I do not want to continue to make a fool out of you, please. Please do not come on here with this beret bond. Rashonda said, y'all acting like y'all ain't never went through a breakup and was looking a mess. My point exactly. 
But that's what I'm saying. You can't tell me we healed, we whole, and we going to continue to do what the Lord has said. And I'm broke and on the battlefield and I'm confused and I'm hurt and I'm in a breakup and things is going horrible. Which one is it? She's either on the battle or the mm. battle has been won. Can we rescue her, core? That's the point. I will send her a floaty. Wow. The jet? No. I will send her a floaty. And and it's because there's still some healing that needs to be done. Delegation. But Zeta says, I'm with Sarah. Latavia says, right, Sarah, knowing they were going to drag him when he truth when the truth hit the fan. She did look like she barely wanted to be there, that she was putting little to zero effort. And I just don't feel like he deserves baddie effort when he's been raggedy in behavior. Yes, I'm up. Look however I'm looking. No, I want you to look like you care about you. Like you ain't been, you ain't been the, the, the sad, broken wife because your husband leaves. But what you if she is the sad, broken wife? I don't want you to look like it. That's but pride. That's too much power to give to people that she's never been premiered to. He should have covered her better than that. She, he, she can't handle them ripping her to smithereens like this if she is really the hurt, broken wife because her husband is cheating on her every day. <laughs> Don't give them that kind of power. It gives social media the power to, to understand you as the broken one. And I, I just didn't want her to come out there looking like he's cheated on me our whole marriage. Yeah, I mean, I do think as a sister girlfriend that if I would have seen you and you weren't where you usually live, there's no indication that she usually lives as beat down and slayed for the gods. But if that is something that is within her repertoire and she showed up looking like that, I would have said maybe it's not time for us to go public with this because you're still open, wounded and vulnerable. But I also see being like, I don't care, whatever. He barely got me to sit beside him. I mean, it's two sides. I feel like it is e it is okay for you if you're going to sit by him and y'all are going to work through it and the battle is over and we're just late to the show. Y'all going to red table talk this thing and and we're going to keep on pushing through. Then look like that. Look like it's we're healed and we're fine and y'all are late to the show and we are, have gone through the process and we're coming out with books and everything is fine. A floaty. What about a, can we send a jet? Brittany says let her use the helmet as a floating. Not ideal. 
bad idea, I guess. Liz says she needs a raft and a life jacket. I'd like to send her the jet. Can we gas up the jet? Monica says that's why she needs the jet. Agreed. Vanilla says, dang, Core really gave her a floaty. She needs a motor, bro. She she needs a little bit more support than Core is trying to give. Gina says he should have covered her better than that. Latoya says he did not cover his wife. It's a lot of folks agree with you. A says rescue. It happens. We've all been broken sometimes. Faking like everything okay only lasts for so long before you're tired so rescue send a jet floaty for him he will eventually get rescued yeah because but you know that's what i'm saying i just feel like show us this relation he didn't relationship guru got on style <laughs> you know he would have he would have never given the advice for a couple that was still in the healing process of being broken and going through tough times to come before the people and offer an explanation and then to continue on it's not even like a this is that please respect our privacy as we're going through this space it's like and here's another video and here's another video and now i'm gonna talk about this and here's another one and here's another one and it's just like okay so y'all sit down and be quiet and 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 heal together do, do the book all right so <laughs> Neji says Sarah choosing petty over pride. You're right, because pride is get dressed up. Petty is, no, I'm not going to play your game. I'm going to sit here looking any kind of way, and you're going to be sitting up there looking stupid, and I'm going to sit up here and look the way I look, and you're going to be looking, and we're going to be looking, and that's how the look going to look. That's very petty. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's very petty, because my side is I'm not going to let these people see me sweat. You're not going to. I'm, I'm sweating, not though. I'm sweating. I'm sweating. It's okay. You ain't going to see me sweating. <laughs> I don't know, y'all. I ain't never seen y'all. I'm not. He, sh he should have stood. He knows. He knows social media. He has been aware of social media. He has been an influencer in social media for longer than her. He knows that they are pariahs. <sighs> Jaleesa says... No, she needs a box of woman evolve books to float on. <laughs> I don't get my books wet. I, I wholeheartedly agree and have already said that she needs that good book. <laughs> okay. Um you know we, it seemed like we send in her a boat at least. At minimum. Linda says, I hear both of you, but Pastor Sarah, she looks tired and hurt. Let's be true. When we've been hurt, we want all others to see us looking our best. Like my first lady would say, she don't have a mirror or a friend. In other words, he's not her friend. No, my husband definitely would have been like, he wouldn't have not even asked me to do it if I looked that way. He'd have, he would have waited until I got to a place where I was ready to expose this vulnerable part of our marriage to the world. But insane. there should have been something about the way that she was looking, because it wasn't just the bonnet and stuff, you know, or no. beret or whatever it was. It's just she looked uncomfortable and awkward and that she needed someone who was for her and not for the image. And But, I mean, all we have to work off of are her words, and she's saying she's fine 
No, she's not. How you gonna she tell somebody said, not fine? I'm on the battlefield. <laughs> she said, I'm in the battle. I didn't come out here to play dress up with you all. I didn't come out here to be cute. I'm on the battlefield. You see a bonnet? I see the helmet mm-hmm. of salvation. You see a camouflage t-shirt? I see the plate of righteousness because I'm on the battlefield. That's what she said. Whoever tagged me in that video on the shade room and said she want to be Sarah Jakes Roberts so bad, I'll see you. <laughs> I'll see you. I'll see you when I see you. Okay, I screenshotted your name. I screenshotted your picture. God. I'll see you when I see you. <laughs> go, go with God. Go with God. <laughs> Straight up, she. I don't know which one it is, and that's all I'm saying. If y'all are broken and you're hurting and you need your privacy, then boom, pal, take that. And and then the video will be different. But if y'all are healed and you're whole and this is what the Lord has done and hallelujah, we are moving forward. We're going to be bestsellers. Look like you at Good Morning America promoting your book and not looking right. I will say that I probably, but I still think it's rooted in pride that I would have been dressed to the nines. But I still feel like that would be a pride response. It's a beret bonnet. Okay. <laughs> Someone said it wasn't even a bonnet. It was a hat. And so it was a, it, it was a beret bonnet. Okay. It was a beret, but it looked like a bonnet. Be that as it may, Jamie. the next Jamie says, but what if she literally always looks this way? That is like, we acting like she looking like she don't usually look. That may be how she looks. And there's nothing wrong. I don't know this baby. I didn't know that this man was married to this story came up. (laughs) This is her premiere. And it's unfortunate if this is who she is on a consistent basis because she looks struggle. Core. She looks no. like she's struggling. That's what she said. I'm not saying what she didn't no. say. She said she's in the battle. No, what I will say, I think that what came across more than, I don't think it had very little to do with her appearance and what she had on. I think her spirit and her energy conveyed something that seemed like I'm probably extremely guarded. And it seemed like we were walking through a delicate part of her life. I think it really had less to do with what she had on and more to do with her spirit. Because think about it, if she would have been smiling and like hopeful and he wasn't like grabbing her hand all up all aggressively, then that would have looked different. I think the energy of it made it seem like she was in a difficult situation and not necessarily healed. That's why I'm saying she looked like she was still going through. But what they were saying was not what they was looking like. And so I'm just saying, let let thine words line up with thine actions so that the picture looks more clear than it does. Because right now, the picture looks crazy. What I will say about her is, listen, girl, if God has told you to stand by your man, who are we to stand in between what God has said? This was probably yes, her first introduction. Kenya. Kenya said, yes, Cora, her look betrayed her speech. That's all I'm saying, Kenya. Cora. I look wasn't... like what you're saying. Say what you're looking like. <laughs> yeah. I was in the middle of offering some hope and closing this down. You know, 
at the end of the day, if you have been called to stand by your man, honey, who are we to stand in between what God has said to you? This was probably your first introduction to these social media streets, and I can imagine that you've learned a lot. Things have seemed very quiet since then, and I just want you to know at the end of the day, as a woman on a journey evolving, I'm praying that you actually come to your happy place and your peaceful place. I'm sorry I'm going through this. Now that I can agree on. I am very sorry that she's going through this because I will tell you this. She doesn't look like anyone that deserves to be going through what she's going through. Yeah, nobody does. And he is a raggedy individual. Now, the real Christian thing to do would be to rescue him, Core. Well, he's a raggedy individual, so he won't be getting rescued just yet. But we do hear his alarms. We see the flares. But we're not available to come over there just yet. Okay. We'll make it when we can, but we're not going over there just yet. Okay. Can we move on to the next rescue? Let's go. We're doing good. I'm nervous. Cord, did you see Lil Nas X's video? Sarah, I do not want to talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) I do not want to talk about that demonic video there. That was demonic. It was demonic. There's no. It was demonic. It was. It was demonic. It was intentionally demonic, though. I mean, that was that was the point. Um, This is what I would like to offer and submit for consideration. Um, Hurt people, hurt people. And I think that one of the things that we often find ourselves doing, and I say we because it's better than isolating people, um, is that we want to target people in the same way that they have targeted us. I mean, to his own admission, this was very much so a revenge video. And in the process of that revenge video, a lot of people have been upset. A lot of people have been triggered. And I think that at the end of the day, part of what hell is about, right? God is not the author of confusion, is creating more confusion and division. When I saw it, of course, I'm like, this is demonic. But I also hurt for the hurt that he was experiencing that would create this content that is leading other people unknowingly or creatively to hell. I mean, quite literally, um, the content makes you open to spiritual things that we should not be open to at all. And yet I understand that this was revenge for him because of the pain that he has experienced. And, um, you know, I think that we are responsible for who we influence and how we influence people. And I think the idea of, I mean, steal, kill, and destroy, right? That's what the enemy comes to do. And I think that when a person has been wounded, that they begin to function in a steal, kill, destroy mentality. And I think the goal was to create this discomfort for people who are people of faith. But in reality, um, you know, it's, 
It's a mess. This is what I will say, though. At the end of the day, whether you are a teen mom, whether you have same-sex attraction, whether you are a divorcee, a fornicator, adulterer, whatever your joint is, you have a responsibility. I'll say this as someone who has gone through a divorce. You have a responsibility to reconcile your lifestyle with your faith. You have to be able to stand in front of God, to stand if you are a person of faith. If you're not a person of faith, this doesn't even apply to you. You have to be able to stand in front of God and say, I have a divine interpretation of my life that has come from heaven and I am standing in that truth. As a divorcee, divorce is not condoned in the Bible. Remarriage is not condoned in the Bible. And yet it is very much so my reality and something that I have a divine revelation from heaven about. And I think that if you allow the poison, the pain, the rejection to dictate your spiritual life so much so that you are just gonna be like, y'all say I'm going to hell, so I'm gonna go to hell and do it big down in hell, like that is still your hurt dictating your action. That's still your rejection dictating who you are. And none of us are whole if rejection is dictating how we show up in the world outside of your sexuality, outside of how you're showing up in the world. If you were still being governed by your pain and moving by your pain and anger, then you're not living at the best version of yourself. And so my prayer for Lil Nas X, and it sounds like we, can we throw him a floaty, maybe something, a soul. He's still a soul. We don't. Hmm. Uh, no. Of course, silent. Anyway, my prayer is that he would have a radical encounter with God and that he would feel God's love first exactly how he is and that he would allow God to heal and change and transform every area of his life that needs healing, change, and transformation. I think most of all in this place of hurt as it relates to his identity. I guess I'll talk to the delegation. You can rescue that baby. I'm not rescuing him. Mama says, send the boat. Tyree says it was purposely released during Holy Week Demonic. Teddy says all of his music is inappropriate for children and speaks of sex, drugs, and alcohol. Um, Let's see. Anisha says, save him because he doesn't realize the evil spirit he's calling upon. Clearly, you don't play with all of that. First of all, I do not play with that. Go ahead. Go ahead, Corey. I don't believe that he doesn't know. And I think that we need to stop allowing that to be a justifiable excuse for people's foolishness. I do not think that he does not know what he's doing. I do not think that he does not know what doors he's opening. I think that he is fully aware of what he wanted to do and what he wanted to reveal and show. And he's completely okay with his video and what he revealed, exposed, and showed. I do not think that he does not know what he's doing. Um, Nico says we can rescue him with a straw. (laughs) So, Amari says put a Bible on the floaty for him. I just, you know, I just, okay. Crystal said who's going to go down there to rescue him? Cinnamon Angel. (laughs) Sarah's going. Uh, She's going to bring her (laughs) Sarah's going, she's bringing her feelings box. Now express to to me exactly (laughs) what were you meaning with this video? What feelings do you feel is attached to this video? You know, I am pushing him off 
of the boat. Okay. I don't want to see anybody lost, broken, or hurting and in pain, nobody. And I definitely don't want to see anyone taking that hurt and perpetuating it amongst other people. No, I don't want to see anyone hurt either. Absolutely not. Um, I think, again, like I said, he's fully aware of what he's doing. And so, um, you know, he can be hurt and and still have sense. And um, there's nothing we can do about what has been released. So even if he apologizes, it's not going to take it out of the nightmares of young kids that thought they was coming into another fun jingle. <laughs> um, it's ridiculous. It's it's just it's absolutely it's ridiculous. Well, you know, you can only do what you can do. I think that there's something to be said about us trying to rescue because he's been hurt. <laughs> and, and Cora, delegation says we, sh some say we should rescue. Latavia says Cora said he ain't getting on this boat. Orange County Realtor says exactly. He absolutely knows what he is doing. I'm not saying that he doesn't know what he's doing at all. I'm just saying that there's a greater healing and revelation available to him. I'm one of those crazy people who literally believe like we could save anyone if we just give them re the revelation of God as we know him. Like, I'm just, that's me. Alina says, that's, not me. Hmm? that's why we make a good balance because that is not me. I don't think he wants to be saved. I don't think that he feels bad about anything that he did produce. I think that he'll do another video that is probably even more explicit and ridiculous than the one that he has released. And he doesn't need to be rescued because he's not crying for help. Elena says, Apostle Paul purposefully and consciously murdered and persecuted the church, but he got rescued. We just got to pray. Can we pray? Can we pray for deliverance? Like, can we pray that he would be delivered from the demonic opening? Like, no matter how creative or artistic or whatever you want to call it, he has opened himself up to evil and darkness because of his rejection, hurt, and pain. And can we pray, one, that demons in hell would have to... Re He's got so much influence. Imagine what a version would look like where he came to a place where he was able to love himself and he was able to be free from whatever has him bound from the pain and issues and struggle and that he was able to teach people how to be hopeful and to build a bridge that allows them to have their faith intact and not say well if I'm gonna go to hell I'm gonna go to hell having fun you like is there a way that we could pray for this deliverance like where are the people of God at Absolutely. We can pray. But um, a wise woman preached one day that oftentimes we pray for rescue and God answers with protection. And so we can pray for him to be delivered. We can pray for him to be changed. Um, and God may bring protection to cover him, but that doesn't mean he has to be rescued. I'm praying. And often you would do better having spent a little time in the belly of the fish. 
than you would being rescued from it. Okay. Let me tell you, the delegation is split down the middle. Daniel King says some people don't know they need to be rescued. I am a makeover, okay? Somebody said Cora needs a makeover. Listen, I am a makeover, okay? I I am the makeover, okay? Add 70 pounds down, huh? Okay. I didn't come on here with a beat face because I didn't feel like it each time. (laughs) And if I wanted to come on here with a beat face, I could have beat my face, but I didn't feel like it, Shandia. And it's a podcast that you're visually watching right here. Get your life. Jordan says he definitely needs prayer. Seriously, you didn't mention the sneakers he did to, to go along with the video. Now, let me tell you something. It's all bad. It's all bad, and ain't none of it good. I don't want to rescue none of those things, but I want to rescue him, okay? Um, Kayla says, can we get Derrick Jackson's wife to pray for him? Point. One point. She's on the battlefield. Okay, so Angela says, oh, exactly, I'm with Cora. Now he came with shoes, and he got one with the Chick-fil-A saying, are y'all happy now? Give it to God. It's above us now. All right. You know, I tried. I'm going to be praying that he would be loose and his spirit would be closed to anything he has opened himself up to. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that any demonic principalities, satanic opening that has happened between him and anyone who has viewed that video would be rebuked in the name of Jesus. I speak a hedge of protection over God's people and anyone who has seen this video. And I pray for an Acts 8 situation that there would be a road of Damascus that is modern in context and that it would allow him to see God for himself and that he would take the influence that God has given him and that it would be converted to move a generation toward wholeness, creating from a place of wholeness and being empowered by the light that is down on the inside of them. And I speak that in the name of Jesus, okay? In the name of Jesus. I'm with you, we can pray. You know, I'm not going to turn down prayer, especially for those who have viewed it. Yeah. The intentions behind the enemy, especially on a holy week, is very, very strategic. And so I am in total agreement that whoever has seen it, watched it, allowed it to open up any triggers in them. Yeah. That, um, that they would be covered. Absolutely. We need to be rescued. The ones that have viewed the video, that's who we need to be rescuing, not uh, to produce therein. Can we try one more rescue? This one's on a lighter note, okay? I knew I was going to have to cover because y'all kept tagging me in that other stuff. You know, a man received 90,000 greasy pennies as a final payment from his employer. A Georgian man says his former employer owed him $915 and they paid it to him in greasy pennies. According to the reports, Andreas Flatten left his job, AOK Walker Auto Works, located in Peach. Well, y'all better put the whole place of business in this article. <laughs> in November 2020, was owed a final payment payment and they gave him 90,000 greasy pennies. Now they know they know better. This is Eve behavior if ever there was any. Should we rescue them though? I I don't mind rescue. I don't (laughs) mind rescuing a little bit. You know, there are levels to petty. 
And I think that, you know, there are there are justifiable, validated levels. (laughs) (laughs) Something to be said about the idea of him being rescued is all I'm saying. Do we want to rest him? You didn't give us you didn't give us the your your opening statement for the rescue. No, we want to rescue the the company that left these 90,000 pennies. Uh, that's what I'm saying. It's petty, but you know, it's still money. It's still money. Francis says no money rescue. Is hmm? Money is money. Yeah. Francis says, no rescue. They did them dirty. Deshaun says, the type of pettiness Mrs. Jackson should have had. Honey, maybe the type of pettiness she was functioning in. Uh, Hope says, it depends what type of employee he was. Faith says, SJR, I live. No, you didn't say, I'll see you. I'm here for it and got your back. Thank you. I sure did. Um, C says, petty pennies. We love petty pennies. That's a name. Somebody is a petty penny. Don't be a petty penny. You remember Miss Penny that used to sit in the church and throw pennies on the stage every time Daddy preached good. <sighs> Cora, let's not. She break. probably got ninety thousand pennies in her purse every Sunday just to throw on the stage. Connie says, "Why were they greasy though? Because they work at an auto shop and they said, i 'I'm gonna pay you this money I owe you, but they're gonna have a little oil on them.' Okay, I'm here for it. Okay, so, oh, we need a break." The podcast is heavy today. I'm stressed. Are you stressed? A little bit. The definition don't normally do this like this. Stress. Um, Hail Mary. Hail Marys are good. We love those. We do. A Maryland judge becomes the first pair of Maryland judges become first pair of sisters in the state to serve on the bench simultaneously. This could be us, but we dropped out of college. This oh, could have been wow. us. <laughs> you want to continue that? <laughs> Petty Penny. Two Maryland judges are making history as the first pair of sisters in the state to serve on the bench. Danica Varner Cotton and Danica Varner Lewis are the first oh, pair no. of sisters in Maryland to serve as judges. Danica serves as an associate judge for the Prince George's County Circuit Court, and her sister Danica is an associate judge for the District Court of Maryland. Y'all better raise winners. Come on, sister. Court. Court's gone. Court was here. Now she's My back. apologies. I did not know that my phone was not on silent. Forgive me. I'm back. Everything's fine. <laughs> um, somebody says, come on, sisters. We love that right now. Uh, somebody said they like your hair core. Thank you. It needs to be redone. Dear says, wait, story time. Who throwing pennies? Okay, gosh, here we go. Um, so in... Our traditional church culture, if a word is moving you in some way, you sow into that word. It's not necessary, not an obligation, but just something that people believe in. And there was a lady who used to come to church with bags of pennies and she would throw them at the bishop as he was preaching. And Cora started calling her Miss Penny. Incidentally, 
Her name is not Penny. Not at all. So. And when she when she means Cora started calling her Miss Penny, she means that Cora would talk, call her Miss Penny to her face. Yes, for sure. Right to her yes. face. Good morning, Miss Penny. <laughs> the lady probably thought her. something was wrong with Cora. <laughs> Why does she keep calling me Miss Penny? <laughs> they probably was like, oh, that's the one that's touched. That's the little one that's touched. She don't know nobody's name because <laughs> she continues to call me Miss Penny. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Indeed, indeed. Okay. Uh. <laughs> no, stop. Come as you are, you know. Lay your lay your offerings on the altar. Pennies and all. Deanna says, I love Mrs. Penny. Kyle is giving us a good laugh. CR says, I know she wasn't up there throwing pennies at the bishop. She was Sunday after Sunday, penny after penny. Shannon says, not bags of pennies. My brother used to say that she was just sitting at church massaging the pennies, waiting on bishop yeah. to say something. I wish you would say something. My pennies are warm. They're ready to be thrown because we are church kids. And instead of knowing what daddy preached about, we would know how many pennies were thrown at him because those were our priorities. Those were our exactly. focuses. It's fine. Everything's fine. We grew up to be great. We're great now. Yeah, that's. Vanessa says, "Did your dad ever tell her to stop?" No, I don't think so. Vanessa says, "Cora's been ruthless her whole life." <laughs> <laughs> you have no so idea. Bad. You have no idea. Cora cut one of our friends who wanted to sleep over. Like we were having a sleepover at our house and the girl wanted to sleep in the bed with Cora as people do during sleepovers. But Cora didn't want anyone to sleep in her bed. Mind you, Cora was sleeping in the room that my grandmother used to sleep in before she passed. My grandmother had a king-size bed. Plenty of room for Cora to have a sleepover. Cora didn't like sharing her bed. The girl thought Cora was playing, so she got in the bed with Cora anyway. Cora sliced her right above her elbow with her knife that she kept underneath her bed as protection. After having warned her three times not to get in my bed. But nobody thinks you're going to actually cut them. You don't ever do that part. You always talk about how I sliced her, <laughs> but you don't ever talk about how I gave her the warning. Because I gave her three warnings. Do not get in my bed or I will cut you. It wasn't even do not get in my bed. I was fully clear on what was going to happen. But if you she can't got just cut people. If you warn somebody three times that if they do something, you won't cut them and they do it anyway because they think you playing, you got to prove to them that you ain't. Katanya says, and how old was Cora? Cora, do you remember how old you were? Uh, it was old what? enough to not cut people. Maybe 14, 15. <laughs> That's too old. <laughs> Cora, that is too old to be cutting folks. Oh, I told what is <laughs> what that is I way too old. Her, I told her, don't get. Oh, shy, you can't. I told her, <laughs> shy, you can't. Okay, hello. <laughs> so somebody said, Cora, did God deliver you? Yes, I've been delivered, but I don't play now. So. <sighs> Jaleesa says, but we don't ever think I will cut you. It's for real. Never. Uh, something right. is. They don't, that's what I'm saying. If you tell somebody three times the and they still do it, that's your bad. That ain't my bad. 
And I mean, she didn't need stitches or nothing, but the point got She across. stopped being our friend. I know that much. It's all right. God is yet glorified. I don't know why there's music playing in my AirPods, <laughs> but for some reason, what a beautiful name came on. Maybe my AirPods are trying to get you saved, Core. Oh, um, do you still sleep with a knife underneath your bed? I don't. I don't because my husband holds his piece by the bed, so I don't need a butcher knife. <sighs> but I'm still not going to be tried. You know what I'm saying? Let me see. An eight-year-old girl launches charity to help children experiencing homelessness. We want to give a Hail Mary to Peyton. Peyton is a third grader who lives in Wisconsin. Inspired by her great uncle's struggles, the eight-year-old decided to help those less fortunate. After doing some research, Peyton said she also learned that there were homeless children and little children that were just like her. That's when she decided to do something about it. According to the National Center on Family Homelessness, there are 2.5 million children without homes and Peyton wanted to be a part of change. We say big ups to her. Go ahead, Peyton. My kids was eating Twinkies in third grade. You out here changing lives. Look at her and look at this little sign. She's about the business. You better be an entrepreneur. Love it. We see SP Consults is giving some hand clapping to Peyton. Connie says, go Peyton. Elizabeth is hand clapping for her as well. We love it. Okay. I'm moving on to Hail Mary. (laughs) For some reason, I feel like this episode has been trash and I can't quite pinpoint where it went wrong. You asked me to come here. No, okay. no, it's not you. We love you. Oh, no, something, though, has gone wrong. Can we agree to that? Do you sense it? I Let's talk about the I elephant think, in the room. I think it was the little Nas. <laughs> I struggled with whether to do it. Do you think it was bad decision making? Just go on and tell me now what you're going to call and tell me. On behalf of the pastoral committee. <laughs> We reject your submission of the little Nas healing tour. Okay. I want to heal. I want to be a healer. I just felt like court and I've been thinking about this story all day and how it was going to be a moment of healing. And I was just going to awaken people and everyone was going to be like, yes. And I was building a bridge and we were all going to come together and just receive God's identity for our life and walk in it. And it just fell flat. My rescue fell flat. It's because of you. Most certainly. But, you know, I don't play about demons and stuff. I don't have time for them types of shenanigans. I write in the book, though, about me not playing with the devil at all. Yeah, no, I don't play with stuff like that. I don't think it's cute. And I don't think that you should you should even move in the direction. I can't. Let's try and move to the uh, advice question. Oh, yay. <laughs> This should lighten the mood. I hope Kai picked good ones. (laughs) Tanisha says, it was not lost. That was stress, but I get SJR point. Yeah, I tried. I tried it, you know. Um, Okay, here we go. Hi, Pastor SJR and Delegation and Cora. 
First, I've been following you for years and there are no words to explain the impact you've had on my life. Thank you for being my virtual pastor, mentor, and big sis in my head. Also, I'm in your launch team and the book is helping me tremendously at this crucial point in my development as a woman. Here's my question. I'm a 23-year-old graduate student, from Kyle Wright graduate student, 23. She says, and I'm getting married in June. My fiance is an incredible man and there's no doubt in my mind that he's the one for me. Maybe I should mention he's slightly older than me. Growing up, I've only seen dysfunctional marriages. While my parents stayed together and are still together, there's no debate that their relationship while I was growing up was toxic. While they're now working to repair things, they still are not a couple I would aspire to be like. While my fiance is incredible, supportive, and such an amazing teammate, I'm nervous that I don't know how to be a wife. I'm beyond excited about taking this first step with him, but I'm nervous about disappointing or failing him. He tells me I won't and that it's a journey we will learn together, but I'd at least like to feel more prepared than I do now. We are looking into pre marital counseling with a Christian couple, but any other advice and resources you could recommend would be very appreciated. Cor, why is your hand over? Why do people send you such long questions? Because they want me to know the whole story. But it's be so long. What was the question? Can you, start- do, can you do like when daddy read a long text and then he go back and he zoom in on the text that is going to, the, the sermon is going to be focused on? Can you give me the text that the question is going to be focused on? Because it was so long and I Cor, did not. You are so. Cor, do you have I don't nice- remember everything, Sarah. It was so long. She, want, her, she came from a dysfunctional household. She hasn't seen the best perspective on marriage and she wants to know if we have any advice on being a wife. And this is what I will say to you, that there is no blueprint on how to be a wife. At the end of the day, you and your husband are going to determine what that role looks like for you all. If I tell you what I learned to do, I could be forcing you to fit my idea of what a wife is. And so what I will say is this, enter your marriage with humility. Make sure that you are a listener. Make sure that you use your voice so that you are heard and that you are honest about where you are and what you need. I need help cleaning. I can't cook dinner every night. If I cook, can you wash? Or if you cook, can I wash the dishes? You guys get to determine what marriage looks like for you. There's also a book that I would suggest for you reading, and it is called What's It Like to Be Married to Me? While I know that you guys are not married yet because you are in a relationship and considering marriage, there are probably some useful questions that would help you to understand what it's like for him to experience you. So that is my initial um, advice. Cora, what about yours? Um, I think that it's important for as you are giving resources, that's a good book. Another uh, really good thing is for you to be very focused on developing your spiritual intimacy uh, with your uh, is fiance. Yes. Soon to be. Yeah, fiance. Um, so praying together, reading your word together, do things that you didn't see done in the toxic relationships that you've had so that you can do something um, different and have something different than what you saw. 
And so if you didn't see your parents pray, pray. If you didn't see your parents talk things out, talk things out. If you didn't see your parents develop and grow together, work on developing and growing together. Um, I think it's going to be very, very, very important for for you to be able to do that. And so um, that would be my my uh, advice and um, the book that I was going to recommend. I want to say it's called Kingdom Marriage um, and it's by Tony Evans. I want to say um, there's also a 52 day devotional that um, is called One by Jimmy Evans. That's really good as well. I'm guessing that these comments are delayed. Yeah, they are. They're coming in a little staggered. Janice Jackson said, okay. wear your helmet of salvation. Um, and yeah. that ought to Everyone help. Everyone has a bonnet beret. Uh, let's see. Um, trying to see what everyone's saying. Tony says, make sure your helmet of salvation ain't no bonnet. I don't like it. As Perry said, she may want to look into certified wife coach Lakia Brandenburg as a resource as well. Um, and lots of helmet of salvation here. Janice says, after 18 years of marriage, I'm still learning. Totally agree. Um Ashley says, in my opinion, she needs to identify what parts of toxicity she is already practicing so she can know what to uproot. If she can identify what you know as healthy, she has a goal for sure. Yeah. Okay. Next question. Hi, SJR. I love the Woman Evolve podcast so much. Today, I'm happily married to my husband. We got married just seven months ago and month two of our marriage. I was completely shocked to discover old and very inappropriate text messages with another female in his phone from a period of time when we were still dating but not engaged yet. I do not know the family my then boyfriend was texting female, sorry, that my bit then boyfriend was texting. But let's just say if I knew everything that was going on between them at the time, there's a chance we would not be married today. We have talked about the situation in depth and he has apologized for it now, but it's hard to forgive his actions from back then. I know my husband would never do anything like this to me now, but I also didn't think he would have done something so betraying as my boyfriend back then either. Have you ever had to forgive the hurtful behaviors from the past? of someone you love in the present sincerely an anonymous wife you want to take the lead on that or did you hear all of that yeah i got it all um but again i i just really feel like you are making a point to stay in history and you're not going to really be able to form um, an effective beneficial relationship if you want to continue focusing on things that are behind you. I think it's it's OK, like if that's what you're going to choose. But you can't say I, I forgive you. I want to develop and move forward. And I'm going to keep on harboring the pain from something that you cannot change. There is nothing you can do about who he was as a boyfriend and who he was as a boyfriend, who he is as a husband should be able to be good enough, strong enough, valuable enough for you to be able to cancel out the stupidity that he may have done as a boyfriend. He may not have been able to be the faithful, strong husband, father, man that you have today 
back then, but he is. And so I, I just, I think that you don't have to continue to harbor on old things. You know, let the dead bury the dead. If you're going to forgive him, then begin to look at what is happening now, because forgiveness cannot be facilitated looking in the past. You have to be able to identify what is going on now, what is happening now, who he is now, because there's nothing he can do about who he was then. Child. No shock here, but I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. I think that um, it may be old, but it's new to her. And I think that it is important for her to understand who he was and where he was when he was allowing his moral character integrity to be infringed upon in such a way that it violated their relationship. My suggestion is that you guys get some counseling so that you aren't in a situation where you're trying to suppress and forgive and forget. Um, Lisa Turkhurst has a book about forgiving what you can't forget because there are some things that aren't so easy to forget. And if you felt blindsided by that in your marriage and would have felt blindsided had you found out before, I think there's something to understanding this version of him that you don't fully know. Because at the end of the day, you've been introduced to a version of him that you didn't know existed. And I think it's important for you to understand who that version of him is and how it is triggered and how he plans to defend himself from allowing that version of him to make decisions that could affect his life in the future. That's me, though. I can't hear you anymore, Corey. I said, okay, and that and that is valid. I can I can agree with that. Um, I but where I fall short in in the responses, she says that they talked about it, that he apologized. He's not doing anything that would suggest that he is going to do it again. She completely trusts him. She just can't forget the past. And so that is why I said, if you're wanting to stay in the past, then that's going to be a, a recipe for a disaster because there's nothing he can do about old things. But if he has apologized, you, she says he apologized. We've moved forward. I don't think he's a cheater. It's just, man, I can't believe that that's the kind of boyfriend I had. But, you know, I had raggedy boyfriend, too. He's a wonderful husband in some areas. <laughs> Don't talk about my brother-in-law. Connie says, if he's so great, why go looking through the phone? Be honest with yourself. That's a word. Something, oh, something. That's my. a word. Connie came through and preach. Are we looking for red flags? Something made you go looking through that phone. You got to check your heart about that. Because trust, yeah. if you're talking about you would be blindsided if he did it in your marriage now, evidently not because you was just a digging in the phone. Talking about you was going to place the Postmates order and now you over oh, in the messages. That's true, Sarah. What is this? What is, what is this true. you're picking up on? And if that was the kind of boyfriend he is, is something you picking up on him as a husband? Yeah, you're right, sissy. Maybe they do. Maybe, maybe forgiveness and reconciliation and recovery did not happen. I Y'all, you reconcile, but no recovery. 
I am going to say this. We got to stop throwing this forgiveness word around because it's just because someone apologizes doesn't mean that they are owed and I forgive you. My forgiveness is a work in progress and I cannot release it until I mean it. And so if I say I forgive you, don't take it to the bank because I don't mean it all the way. What I am saying is I want to walk out trying to forgive you. I'm not there yet. Oh, then you need to say that. That's what I'm saying. We need to stop throwing around because just because someone apologizes, our automatic response is, I forgive you. What we need to say instead is just like they told us as kids, I accept your apology and I'm going to work on coming to a place where I can forgive you and I will let you know what that forgiveness looks like. But this idea of just because you say, sorry, I got to say, I forgive you. That's for the birds because we say it, but we're still bitter. We say it. Somebody thinks that we shouldn't still be holding them accountable. And that's not what that means. I'm not there yet. So, sis, you might need to take your I forgive you back and tell them I thought I could forgive you, but I'm not there yet. And I'm still working through my feelings connected to whatever happened here. And I'd like for you to be patient with me while I work through it and to be open while I work through it. And if you can, I need you to be able to say that. But I can't just move past this. Absolutely. I wholeheartedly agree. If that's why I said you can't say I forgive you and I'm still going to be upset and throw this boyfriend in your face. If you haven't forgiven him, you need to be clear in that. You need to say I'm not in that space yet. I want to forgive you, but I'm not in that space yet. And that is okay. But then you have to ask yourself, How long will you be in this space of not being able to forgive? And do you think that you are going to be able to get to a place of forgiveness? Because otherwise you're wasting his time. No, I do think the idea of I want to forgive you is important. Um, You don't know when you're on a journey of forgiveness how long it's going to take for you to get there. But if your desire is to get there, that stays in the forefront of your mind. I think what makes someone stay in a state of unforgiveness is the idea that they need to rush past it. Like, I'm here. This is where I am. But I am working towards X, Y, and Z. And I think that working towards is so important because we can't stay stuck in unforgiveness and nor can we rush through it at all. Um, let's see what the delegation is saying. Do you think that in that understanding or in that process, um, that you are, that you're saying she should go through, help me to, I'm trying to figure out how does it stop him from being an emotional cheater? If she then makes herself unavailable to him for forgiveness and the process. I think if you are not emotionally mature enough to understand that you have violated our covenant, you have violated our trust, and now I need to work through releasing myself to you again and trust that you are a safe enough space that you're not going to need to go to someone else. Like We have a, a problem. There are a lot of things that make people pull back in a marriage. They lose a loved one. um, They have children. And emotionally, they aren't as available as they were previously in the marriage. But as your partner, my goal is to stay in position, to stay where I can stay, where I still honor our vows, where I still honor the commitment of our marriage in prayer, that when you're ready, you can enter back into this relationship. And that doesn't mean that I'm just going to stay here and do nothing. I'm going to suggest we do counseling. I'm going to try and do everything 
everything I can to facilitate your healing, but I don't want to be handcuffed to this idea of I need to heal quickly so that you don't cheat again. Cause what is that? I'm just, you know, I'm devil's advocate yeah, yeah, because you. we, you can hold on to that, but I'm saying that's an endless burden that she could carry. And it may just be just easier to let them go. If, if you know what I'm saying? Like if you're going to be, I'm mad at the boyfriend for the next 10 years, then you may just want to let the marriage go. But if you're going to do, like you said, y'all are going to do the counseling or you're going to at least do devotionals together, try to meet each other again, then you're going to be doing the work to bring and facilitate that forgiveness into the marriage. Then that's great. But if you just going to sit with your back turn and you're not going to do nothing to help bring us to a better place, then she might want to just walk away if she don't see an end in sight. Like, where is the light at the end of the tunnel, you know? I think the idea of wanting to forgive someone is like wanting to lose weight because when I want to lose weight, I realize I'm going to have to put in the work to get there. And I generally have a goal in mind. I want to lose 10 pounds. I want to feel better in my clothes, whatever. And I think if you want to forgive someone, if you want to, not that you're forced to, not that you feel pressure to, but you have come to a place in your own prayer time, in your own meditation, where you have decided forgiveness is how I want to move forward based off of the history of our relationship then my responsibility is to keep that goal in mind as I'm navigating my thoughts, as we're engaging with one another, what I am keeping in my mind when bitterness springs up, when anger springs up is that I want to forgive you, which means in the process of forgiveness, there are going to be moments where you have to check yourself, where your anger responds instead of your desire to forgive, where your bitterness responds instead of your desire to forgive. And you have to be willing to say, I'm sorry, that was my anger. That was my hurt. I should have said instead, X, Y, and Z. So forgiveness really does require growth and maturity on both sides. And I think there is something endearing about the person who is in need of forgiveness, hearing from the person who is giving forgiveness that I am trying to capture these thoughts. I am trying to be intentional about my speech and sometimes things slip, but I am working towards the goal of forgiving you. No, Naisha, I wasn't making his fidelity her responsibility. I was asking a question about how that works if he's an emotional cheater and she shuts down emotionally. That's going to bring more damage to the marriage. Sarah and I are saying the same thing. Forgiveness is something that needs to happen, but there's going to need to be development. There's going to need to be work. You can't just sit and be bitter and angry and upset towards him for the next 10, 15 years because he was a bad boyfriend. If you're going to forgive him or even be open to forgiveness, you're going to have to put the work in. That's why she gave books and resources, because this is what work means you have to put the work in it's a process that you work on it's something that you develop i'm not encouraging divorce i'm encouraging development forgiveness is something you develop into but it cannot be done without work and so if she's willing to do the work and he's willing to do the work and they both want their marriage to work and they both want to get to a place of forgiveness, then they should do the work. 
if she does not want to forgive him, does not want to do the work, cannot see past what he did as a boyfriend, she should walk away so that she's not wasting his time or hers trying to keep something together that she doesn't want to work for. Does that make sense? Are you asking me or what? Them. Yeah, does that does that make sense? I felt like I was Am in I trouble. <laughs> I felt like I was wanting the kids. Does that make sense? I mean, sure. I think so, yes, ma'am. No, I do think that um oh it I just scrolled up, but someone said, Can we normalize being in oh destiny and can we also normalize the emotional limbo of I don't know yet? I do think so. I think people want a quick response to things and the reality is it takes time. Healing takes time, decision making takes time. But I do think that with therapy that you can go in there with an intent like I need to work through this so that I can make a decision and keeping that at the forefront of your mind is important. Um, let's see what they're saying. Lisa says stuck in a sick relationship hurts. Indeed. Cache says development over divorce and the development never happens. It's a divorce. Shantina says, yes, I'm just going to find a sugar daddy because y'all get married without uncovering your roots and it's giving me stress. Uh -uh, uh -uh. Sugar daddies are not the answer. <laughs> Connie says, a lot of people get married thinking it'll always be comfortable. This culture has really messed up the purpose and function of marriage. It is not easy. It is not easy. And who's to say that, like, there's a reason why you didn't find this out before you guys got married? Like, if this is the person that you feel like God has for you and you're just now being introduced to their brokenness, because this is a part of marriage and nobody wants to talk about, is navigating through one another's brokenness. We don't know who he was and why he was so willing to violate the covenant of your then relationship at that time. But I do think it's worthy of dissecting because at the end of the day, you need to know who he is. You can't be blindsided by a person you're married to without figuring out what is it about you that I didn't know because I need to know all of who you are, not just the pretty parts that you want to present to and me. She was scrolling up pretty far. She done went all the way up to when he was a boyfriend. Well, they've only she been married go. seven months. Oh, gotcha. There you go. And in month two, she discovered the old and very inappropriate text. So we're in month seven. She five months later. I think the idea, this is what I think happened. I think she decided to forgive him too quick on month two. And she thought we'll be fine. And that was old. But now she can't shake the feelings and insecurities connected That's with it, which means we're going to have to uncover this a little bit. Listen, marriage brings trouble and it emphasizes the trouble that was there prior to. And so if, if he was... I want, don't want to use my word. If he was um, a challenged individual uh, with commitment before you all got married and you are petrified that he may be a challenged individual as a husband when it comes to commitment, then you may want to decide what challenges you are willing to to go through because there are marriages that have lived past infidelity and lived fine um, and went through the steps and went through the process. And there are marriages that didn't, who couldn't do it, could 
couldn't get past it, couldn't move past it, couldn't grow past it. But um, you have to ask yourself, is this the man that God said? Because if it's the man that God said, then let it be so. I'm weary of the ways of the world. Be weary of the ways of the world. This episode has made me so weary. I thought I'd put a song to it. I'm weary of season eight of this podcast. Oh, but don't be weary in your well-doing because it's going to turn around in your favor. Weary, you got to hit the doors. They want a song, Court. This is not just me singing. The delegation wants me to sing because this is heavy. This ain't what we signed up for. I'm weary of the ways of the world. Oh, my. Be weary. First of all, I love the way Salon sing that song because it's got a nice whisper on it. You know what I mean? I love whispering, as you all know. Corey, um, not too long ago, I sang from uh, What's Love Got to Do It with Schoolhouse Nut House. I love a little whisper in a song, huh? That's on the Peloton. Oh, it is? Oh, yeah, for the Tina Turner series. Um, the, 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 pre- somebody keep the streets clean. Anyway, back to the whisper. I'm weary of the ways of the world. Sarah. Sarah. I'm weary of the ways of the world. Oh, but God hasn't called me to be wearied. So Jesus, what, fix what? the weariness. God hasn't called you to be what? Weary. No, yes. so bad. He huh? hasn't called you to be what? Weary. Wearied? Weary. He hasn't called you to be weary. No, he hasn't called me to do that. Okay. <laughs> Anywho, as I was saying, Corey, let's sing some songs together. Sing the first I song that pops to your mind. Go for it. I don't. I, no thanks. Corey, sing the first song that comes to your mind in the name I, of I, Jesus. I, Corey, sing. Nothing, Open up your throat. Nothing. 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 If I don't have you, oh. <laughs> love that. Love that. That felt good. Corey, give us another one. No, thanks. Okay, you're going to leave it on me? Sarah! Court. The next Hail Mary question. I'm finished. I'm actually logging off. Hmm? Slack? Snack. I know it's snack time, but I need a song, y'all. This is heavy. I need to uplift my spirit first. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Listen to the... Oh, there was a song I was thinking about. I can't even remember. Oh, Core, Core, I got one for you. I got one for you. This is Mr. Big. How you doing, Mr. Big? When the world is going on. What you mean, what's going on? Kelly's telling me that you're sleeping with another woman. Just because she seen me with her doesn't mean I'm sleeping sorry, with sorry. her. Well, if you're not sleeping with the what the world you're doing with her, well, I could just be talking to or her. Or you could just be freaking with her. Now, some man to man. 
we both know the game. And we, wait a minute. Yes, yes. And we both know. No, oh, 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 and I'm just trying, I'm to, protect just trying to protect yeah. her heart. She may be the moon to you, but to but me, she's the star. Sing out of your pain. Oh, She was my best friend. Do you want another one or should I move on? Katanya says she needs a sister. <laughs> okay. I got an interview, so I can't play with y'all. Um, but what I want to know is this. What do you do? <laughs> Core, pick it up. Sarah, no. When you've done all you no, can. You can. <laughs> Seems like enough. And tell me what to say when, when your, your friends, friends turn away. away. Yes. And, and you're all alone. All alone. Oh. Okay. All right. That sounded good. That felt good to it me. Um, okay, this month at Woman Evolve, we've been talking about courage. We've been talking about courageous worship. We've been talking about being... Um, Courage in all facets of life. I can't remember the other one. I'm going to be honest with you because the songs are still stuck in my head. But what I do know is that tonight, today, this week, we're talking about courageously speaking. Now, I want to challenge you guys because in our to-go plate, which if you aren't signed up for our to-go plate, you need to get it at womanevolve.com slash connect. This is where you get a weekly devotional from the Woman Evolve team with the scripture, a thought, a prayer, and an affirmation. We're talking about courageously speaking. A lot of times this means that we need to speak up, right, and no longer be silenced. But I think that there is another point about courageously speaking that I would like to challenge you in. And that is not saying everything. Sometimes courageously speaking means being intentional about what you say and how you say it so that when you say it, your words can be a tool, not a weapon, which is our affirmation for today. So Cor, in thinking about courageous speaking, can you give us a snack and then pray over us? Um, absolutely. Courageously speaking, um, I think that the best way that I, I could give you a snack is just to um, tell you to be intentional about what you speak. I always tell people that uh, to speak well, because the power of life and death is in your tongue. Whatever you speak, you will see. Whatever you uh, put in your mouth, whatever you speak out of your mouth is going to take it's going to plant. It's going to plant a seed. So be careful what seeds you're planting. Um, courageous seeds cannot be planted in the hearts of those who are too afraid to speak. So get out there and speak loud. Um, our father would say, don't drop the mic. 
this isn't your season or your moment to to drop the mic but speak well be intentional about what you are speaking so that what you manifest is what you want to see and not a mess of what you created because of what you said Father God, we thank you now for who you are. We thank you for who you continue to be. We ask you, Lord God, to continue to dwell in us, to dwell for us, God, to keep your hand ever upon us. I thank you, God, that you are raising up a generation that is confident in you, that does not need validation from man or woman, God, but we will move in the validation of your victory that you claimed for us before the beginning of our time. God, I thank you now that you'll continue to heal bodies that are broken. You'll continue to heal hearts that are broken, God. We talked about a lot of broken hearts today, God. The reality is you are the mender of the brokenhearted. And so I pray now in the name of Jesus that you would touch every broken heart, every heart that has to be forced in front of a camera that is broken, and every heart that is broken that does not have the lights, the cameras, or the actions to bring exposure to the hurt. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would be a comfort, be a consoler, continue to cover us and keep us as you are God. And beside you, there is no other. So we thank you in advance for what you're going to do. We thank you in advance for what you've already done. We thank you for what you're pushing out of the way. We give you praise for we believe that it is so. And because of the blood of Jesus and the name of Jesus, so it is. Amen. Amen. I love that. Lisa said, my first time in the Woman Evolve podcast, and I must say, I enjoy it so much, and we enjoy you. Thank you guys for spending your afternoon with us, whether you're catching us live or watching on the podcast app. Drop us a comment. <laughs> Let us know what you think about this episode. I also just want to remind you guys that Woman Evolve, the book, is coming out next week, April 6th. I'm super excited. If it is within your ability, I'm asking you to pre-order this book. Make sure that you get a copy. I I promise you this book is anointed. I know it's anointed because I asked God to write every single word and I stopped writing when I didn't feel the flow. I believe there's a breakthrough connected to it for you and I want you to be a part of the movement. So please, please support Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Target, wherever books are sold. Love you guys. We'll see you next week. Bye, y'all.